We're following the latest developments from Toronto Police, which is investigating the city's latest homicide after a man was found shot this afternoon outside of Sherburne Subway Station. Our Michelle Mackey joins us live with the latest. Michelle. Zach, Toronto Police were called to Sherburne Subway Station around 5 p.m., where Constable Alex Lee says they found a man suffering a gunshot wound. This person uh, subsequently was taken to hospital by Toronto paramedics in serious condition. I can update you now that uh, unfortunately the man has succumbed to his injuries and has been pronounced deceased at the hospital. Now police tape surrounds at least five shell casings scattered on the ground covered by evidence markers. A backpack and running shoe is also visible outside the Glen Street entrance which remains closed. No word yet on any suspects or suspect. Uh, police are asking any witnesses to contact them or Crime Stoppers. The TTC says Line 2 Bloor Danforth regular service has resumed at Sherborne. Reporting live, Michelle Mackey, City News. City News time 9.04. The federal budget is out and aims to make life more affordable for Canadians. It includes more than $30 billion in new spending over the next five years. Our business editor, Mike Keppel, has been combing through all the details and breaks it all down. The deficit has come down dramatically from the peaks of the pandemic, estimated at about $52 billion for this fiscal year. But with spending is going up, even with the government bringing in more money on the overall revenue side of the ledger. Finance Minister Krista Friedland says they're actually unsure about some of the economic projections. A lot of that comes down to how long the war in Ukraine lasts and what that means for the global economy and inflation. The housing spending, as telegraphed in budgetary leaks, well, that's going up by $10 billion. With a new accelerator program worth about $5 billion to support cities and municipalities and the elimination of red tape on projects, there's a $2.9 billion national housing co-investment fund for new and repaired low-income housing, more than $4 billion for housing for Indigenous communities and the Northern Territories. And the government also setting up a savings plan, a first-time home savings account, similar to an RRSP. The budget also includes the start of a national dental care program. It'll start income-tested to families earning less than $90,000, starting with free dental care for kids 12 and under. That'll happen this year. Expand to 18 years old next year, and seniors and persons with disabilities in 2023. Spending on defense is going up $500 million immediately for military aid to Ukraine and $8 billion over the next five years for the Defense Department and a near $1 billion spend on new cybersecurity measures. There are also a series of measures for the green economy, including oil and gas companies looking at a major new tax credit for carbon capture and storage technologies. The big banks will pay for some of this. There's going to be a one-time 15% surtax on last year's profits for the banks over a billion dollars. And bank and insurance tax rates are going up to 16.5%. You can check out all of the budget details on our website, citynews.ca. Covering the federal budget, Mike Apple, City News. Well, the official opposition slamming the budget, but the Liberals have ensured their fiscal plan is going to pass the House of Commons by living up to the first test of their confidence agreement with the NDP. The budget is not going over well with interim Conservative leader Candace Bergen, who's calling it an irresponsible fiscal plan. We are seeing out-of-control spending, 
we are seeing taxes go up. The Bloc Quebecois also opposed, questioning why we had an election in the fall if this is the budget the feds are presenting. But their criticisms will have no impact on the outcome. The NDP says it will be supporting it since the Liberals have lived up to their end of the new confidence agreement by including a dental care plan, a tax on big banks and a commitment to pharmacare legislation next year. Finance Minister Christia Freeland was asked if the government delayed any election promises to address the NDP demands. No. She describes this as a fiscally responsible budget. Cormac McSweeney, Parliament Hill. A branch of Canada's Department of Justice has joined international partners in the ongoing investigation of alleged Russian war crimes in Ukraine. Our James Mackin has the details. That program's purpose is to investigate alleged war crimes in Ukraine and hold the accused accountable. This all comes as 93 members of the United Nations General Assembly voted on Thursday to suspend Russia from the Human Rights Council due to those alleged war crimes. The cause of the vote was horrifying images from Bucha, which showed hundreds of civilian bodies laying in the streets after Russian soldiers were evacuated. Ukrainian investigators on the ground with the Washington Post say there is evidence of torture. CNN's international correspondent Ben Wiedemann reports that Russia is using anti-personnel ammunition across the nation. They are intended to kill, maim, demoralize and terrorize the population. The Kremlin maintains that any human rights violations were staged. James Mackin, City News. City News Time 908, a historic moment inside Toronto City Hall Council Chambers today. The mayor and the deputy mayor of Kyiv, Ukraine, spoke with councillors virtually for about an hour, during which they described the Russian invasion as a genocide. Thousands and thousands of Ukrainians already died. Thousands of Russians also died. I don't know, no any expert in the world can tell how long will be the war. Vitaly Klitschko says that those who support Ukraine must stop doing business with Russia because money received by that country is Ukrainian blood. Toronto and Kyiv have been sister cities for decades. City News Time 908. Thousands of medics from across China are rushing to Shanghai to help tame the city's worst COVID outbreak of the pandemic so far. The Omicron wave has brought tens of thousands of new cases to China's largest city, with just over 21,000 cases being reported today alone. Officials say the vast majority of those new cases are in people who aren't feeling symptoms, but they add hospitalizations are expected to peak in the coming days. China has converted two of the city's largest expo centers into temporary hospitals hospitals know the moment it happens subscribe to city news 680 breaking news alerts powered by the monitoring center home security partnered with tag dispatch visit toronto.citynews.ca